Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So a while back um, in October of 2017, I shot a vlog and the title was Granting Authority. And it was all about how when we get into a cycle of breaking and resuming with our bright lines, it can be really hard to get out of it. And one of the things that's really helpful to do is to partner up with someone that you feel accountable to, that you grant authority to you. And when you commit your food to them, you're gonna stick to it because you don't wanna tell them the next day that you ate off your plan um, because you feel like beholden to them. And I wanna shoot today's vlog um, about other ways to feel accountable. And I am gonna talk about that one too because it's one of them. But I actually have six strategies um, that I wanna share with you um, and they are ways that we can stay feeling accountable in our Bright Line Eating journey. I think, I think being accountable is, it's just indispensable. And the first of the six is actually feeling accountable to ourselves. Um, and in, in some way it has to do with like not wanting to go back, like feeling accountable almost to our disease, if that makes sense, to, to food addiction. Like, that um you know the the gratitude that we feel when we've been released when we have a crystal vase when we're just free happy thin and free even if we're not quite thin yet on the way there um and if our if our history with food is bad like we don't take it for granted and we can feel accountable just to ourselves and to the disease and like we want to be here and not there and and it's almost like if there's a recognition that any deviation off the food plan is going to start a slippery slope, send us down that path, we don't want that for ourselves, we don't want that future, we don't want to go back to where we used to be, then that's the first way of, of feeling accountable is, is you might just feel accountable inherently. And I wanted to mention that because um, I think it's really important to recognize that not everybody needs to set up accountability structures if you feel accountable, then there you go, right? Like you're there, you feel accountable and you don't wanna pick up a bite of food off your food plan because you don't wanna start the whole barrel of monkeys screaming in your ear again to eat off plan and you know that's what's gonna happen. So boom, you're accountable. So um, the next way to feel accountable um, can be feeling accountable to a group because of the norms of the group. So for example, this is a way that worked for me many, many years when I was in a 12-step program um, for food addiction where the rules of the game were um, you could only speak in meetings like share and tell your story and so forth if you had 90 days of back-to-back -back squeaky clean bright lines. They called it back-to-back -back abstinence. And as soon as you ate, it could be anything, like a baby carrot at three in the afternoon, as soon as you ate anything off your food plan, it could be licking your fingers when you were chopping, you know, cooking up your dinner or whatever. As soon as you did anything that was off your food plan, you were back at day one and you lost your privileges within that community, meaning you couldn't speak at meetings anymore, you couldn't sponsor anymore, you lost all your sponsees if you had any. Um, you couldn't hold any service positions anymore. So if you were the treasurer or the chairperson or the secretary or whatever, whatever of any meetings, like you lost those roles. Um, and, and everyone would know in short order that you lost your abstinence, not because everybody was gossipy, um, although there's always some gossipy people in every group, I think, but um, more because 
the fact that you had to lose your sponsees and lose your service commitments affected everybody else in the group. And so those people being informed, hey, I've, I've broken my abstinence, everybody would quickly know. And your social standing would go from here down to here. Like, like oh, they had a break? Like, oh. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, what's wrong with, oh, God, awful. Like it was like <gasps> the bottom fell out. And so your social standing would plummet. Now in Bright Line Eating, we don't set the things up that way deliberately. Um, I, I watched a lot of people sort of fall into the shadows over the years who couldn't get 90 days of back-to-back -back abstinence and felt worse and worse and worse and worse about themselves. So in Bright Line Eating, we don't have it set up that way, but there is a sense of like, you might feel committed to your mastermind group or to the Facebook group if you're in a boot camp house or if you're in Bright Lifers. You might feel accountable to the group and this feeling of like, if I eat, I let other people down. Or you might feel, and I honestly, I don't think this is a bad thing, a certain amount of pride of like, you know, if you've been posting, for example, let's say you're in the Bright Line, the Bright Line Eating Bootcamp and you've been committing your food every day to the group and you've been titling it with, here's what I'm going to eat tomorrow on day 42, right? Day 41, day 42, day 43, day 44. Well, just the fact that you know that other people are used to seeing those posts, it makes you accountable, doesn't it? And you're not going to want to eat off your food plan because if you're counting days strictly, you don't want to go back to day one. You want to, tomorrow to be day 43, day 44, right? So you can create a system of accountability by feeling accountable to a group, even if it's not in the strictest sense, like in the 12-step program that I was describing. So the third way of being accountable has to do with that granting authority vlog that I um, posted back in um, October of 2017. And it has to do with finding someone to hold your food commitment. So this would be ideally by a live telephone call, ideally first thing in the morning. It could also be by text. I think that's less ideal, uh, less effective really. And it could be in the evening or some other time of day. But the idea is you're gonna commit your food to somebody and the key is it's gotta be someone to whom you grant authority. Now, if you don't know if you grant them authority, I can tell you how to find out. After you've committed your food to them, do you eat what you committed to eat or do you break your food plan? right? Do you eat something else? Um, if day in and day out, you eat what you committed to eat to them, then you are granting them authority. By definition, that's what it means is that it works, right? So you don't have to respect them. You don't have to like them. You don't have to believe that you want them to think well of you. All you have to do is watch yourself actually stick to the commitment that you make to them every day and it's working. Don't mess with it, right? If, however, no matter how much you like them or think you respect them or um, want what they have or believe that they're the person, the right person, if you have a buddy or some kind of sponsor relationship and you keep committing your food to them and then periodically eating elsewise, like eating something else, they're not the person you should be committing your food to. And, and stop, it's hurting you to and, and hurting them for you to be committing your food to them. The minute you break that commitment, you are now basically setting them up to hold a false commitment. To, like you're saying, here's what I'm going to eat tomorrow. But you both know, but maybe not. <laughs> right? And that's not helpful. It's not helpful for you and it's not helpful for them. You're putting them in the position of thinking, how can I help them more? What am I doing wrong? They're not doing anything wrong. You're just not granting them authority. It's not their fault. It's probably got nothing to do with them. 
but you need to stop committing your food to them and you need to go find somebody, maybe nobody, maybe you need to take a break, maybe you need to ask yourself, do I really wanna do this bright line eating thing? As soon as you're sure you do, you need to find somebody else and try committing your food to them. And as soon as you start breaking it, stop. Then you need to reassess. There's no sense in committing your food to somebody and then eating something else. It does everybody damage, okay? So the person could be a sponsor or it could be a buddy. I'll describe the difference. A buddy is somebody that you have a bi-directional relationship with. So you're committing your food to them. Maybe they're committing your, their food to you and you guys check in about it, good to go. A sponsor is a unidirectional relationship where they are taking you by the hand and saying more like, let me shine the light on the path because I've been walking on it for a while now. I know kind of where it goes through these next couple turns and twists. And here's what I want you to do if you want to go the direction I've been going, here's what I want you to do. I want you to eat this and this and this, and I want you to, you know, not eat this, and I want you to contact me at this time, and we're going to talk for this long. And they give you direction, and it's unidirectional, and you basically say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, and you show up to do what they ask you to do. Now, again, it's the same. If you're not actually doing it, it's not working, and you should find yourself a different arrangement with someone else. No matter how much you think you like or respect them, if you are breaking your commitment to them, it's not working, okay? I see this way too often in Bright Line Eating, and Bright Lifers in particular, where someone says, well, I've been committing my, they call, they call me on the morning accountability call, and they say, Susan, I'm breaking my Bright Lines all the time. I need help. And I'm like, do you, so the first thing I'll talk about is, how's your support? Do you have a mastermind group? Do you have a buddy? Do you have, you know, you know are you meditating? Blah, 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 blah. And they'll often say, well, I have a buddy. We commit our food to each other every day. And I'm often not as hard-nosed as I am here in this vlog because there's real people involved and their buddy may very well be listening to that accountability call. But I'm here to say, if you have a buddy and you're committing your food to them every day and you're eating something else, yeah, you need to stop. Okay, so sponsorship relationship is one way. They're telling you what to do and you're saying, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, and you're committing your food to them. Buddy relationship is two-way, but the general principle is the same. You've got someone that you're staying accountable to, right? Okay, so that's three things we've covered so far. What's the, I said there's six, right? The fourth one I've covered in other vlogs, um, but it's, it's a commitment contract, okay? So there's a website called stick.com, S-T-I-C-K-K.com. There's two Ks at the end, stick, like a stick that you beat yourself over the head with a stick. Two Ks, stick.com. And you can go on this website and set up a financial contract where for a certain amount of time and you determine the length, you are beholden to do a certain thing and you get to write out what it is. And if not, you have to pay a certain amount of money and you decide where it goes to. So you can either make it um, a disincentive, uh, like an anti-charity. So let's say that you're super liberal. You could say that you're gonna give 100 bucks to the Republican Party or to the NRA or something like that, or to like a pro-life organization. Let's say you're super conservative. You could say you're gonna give 100 bucks to the Democratic Party. You get the idea, right? Um, or you could make it to a neutral place, right? You could give it somewhere else. You can even, you can even identify the, the human being you want it to go to. The, the, and you can also do it for no money at all. But stick.com allows you to, to set an intention and then to put some teeth behind it by setting a monetary value. And then you can set up um, a referee to like actually hold you accountable. Like, hey, did you stick to your commitment? And then they have to sign off. 
that you did it. Um, you can set up supporters. And this is research-backed. Research shows you're way, 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 way more likely to do what you intend to do if you set up a contract about it. You just are. You're more likely to do it. Now, I've been doing commitment contracts for a long time now. Um, not like decades, but like, you know, a year or two. Um, but pretty often, I set up commitment contracts for myself. And here's some tips. Never set them for longer than a week. If you want to hold to that behavior for longer than a week, that's great. Just re-up the commitment, like put it in again, fresh at the end of the week. Don't set long commitments. Um, I found it to be really unhelpful. And the reason is that um, the number one thing about commitment contracts, this is the second thing, is if you break it, pay it. If you don't, you're basically um, making the tool ineffectual for you forever and ever and ever. If you don't pay it, if you broke it, then it will never work for you because it doesn't, it, you've basically just rendered the whole process meaningless. Do you get that? So if you break it, you have to pay it, okay? So those are the guidelines that I have. So what that means is make it small enough, like if, if, if you're liberal enough that the thought of giving $100 to the NRA makes you wanna put a gun to your head, so that's a really bad analogy, but you get the idea, then don't set that up. Like if you broke it and you wouldn't pay that, don't set it up that way, right? Don't do it. Make it little enough money and to a cause that maybe you dislike but not badly enough that if you broke it, the key is if you broke it, you would actually pay it, okay? It's got to be that way. Otherwise, it won't work. Okay. Commitment contracts are incredibly helpful um, for all kinds of things. Um, even tiny little behavior tweaks. Like let's imagine that you are hitting snooze on your alarm every morning and you don't want to do that, right? Let's say when your alarm gets off, you wanna get out of bed. No snooze at all. You could say, no snooze for three days. Otherwise, I give 50 bucks to you know fill in the blank, okay? Well, just that is likely you know to make you more effective at getting out of bed when your alarm goes off as opposed to hitting snooze. Okay, so commitment contracts, that's the fourth, that's the fourth way, right? The last two methods of staying accountable are super creative and they come from our Bright Lifers tribe. So these are from people who've created their own methods for staying accountable and they've told me about them and I think they're super ingenious. The next one I'm gonna tell you about is from a woman who is still using it to this day. And to my knowledge, I believe this is true, she has never broken her bright lines since she set this up. Her husband, who I believe is pretty neutral about her food, I don't think her husband cares one way or the other what she's doing with her food, but her husband, by her request, asks her every morning, did you stick to your food plan yesterday? And she has to answer him. And that's it. Now she was before that breaking her bright lines in the evening usually after dinner. So I think he usually phrases it as last night because historically she never broke her bright lines around breakfast time or lunch time. It was always after dinner. So in the morning, as she's packing up dinner, instead of popping something in her mouth or deciding that she's gonna have a little extra, I don't think it was ever sugar and flour, I think it was like extra Brightline food that she would eat, but the quantities and the meals would kinda go, and she wasn't feeling great about it, and it was affecting her weight, and she didn't wanna do that. It, it was, she was losing her integrity. Her husband, I think, I don't know how it happened, but maybe it happened spontaneously that the next morning her husband was like, well, did you, did you eat off your plan last night? And just him asking that, so anyway, that's what happens. Every morning in their household, he says, you know, did you stick with your food plan last night? Did you eat off your plan last night? And she has to answer him. And that's taking care of the issue for her. 
just that, even though he's a loving, but clearly she grants him authority. Or maybe it's the, it's the thought of having to answer in a certain way. She, she clearly grants him authority, right? It's working. Okay, so that's the fifth way. The sixth way is way more complicated and, and, and it's totally delightful and adorable. So um, these buddies, I believe one's from California, one's from the East Coast, they set up a game where they each picked out a very, very favorite item. We're talking like jewelry, clothing, shoes, accessories, and so forth, but a favorite item, a frequently worn item. And they each picked out one item and then they put it on the line and they said, if, if either of us breaks our bright lines, we have to throw away those items. We can't donate them. We're just going to throw them in the trash and get rid of them. And they each know that their bright lines, now there's different ways you could do it. It could be if this person breaks their bright lines, this person needs to get rid of that precious item and vice versa. You could do it that way. Um, you could set it up that it is donated, so at least it's going somewhere good. You could set it up that it has to be wrapped in a plastic bag and put on a top shelf and it can't be touched for a year. I mean, there's different ways you could set it up, but you get the idea, right? Like you're, you're in it with somebody and each of your success in holding on to that precious item and getting to wear it, getting to use it, etc. Like for me, it might be um, my boots. I've got these boots here. Um, I wear these boots every single day. Um, unless it's like over 75 degrees <laughs> and they're Uggs and they've stopped making them. Uh, I've been wearing them every day for like five years, unless it's over 75 degrees. Um, and my husband found a pair on eBay in new in a box in exactly my size. That's the only reason why I still get to wear them. Uggs stopped making them a couple years ago. I'm about to like, Maybe I'll shoot a, if you see me shooting a vlog in the future asking for a major letter writing campaign for Uggs to start uh, making these boots again, you'll know that I've lost my rocker. But anyway, um, all right. So anyway, for me, it would be these boots. Like I, I would be devastated if I lost these boots. But it, it takes a lot of trust, obviously, to put something in the hands of someone else's bright lines. Um, anyway, so it's just, a, it's just a cute idea. You can be creative and figure out your own ways to stay accountable. I think the bottom line is we all need a method of accountability. And the reason we need it is because we live in a food environment that's going to constantly be sending us cues that invite us to eat off our plan. And some of them are going to be powerful cues, right? Like a family sitting around a Thanksgiving dinner table. So um, it is imperative that we have some way, day to day, month to month, year to year, to stay accountable to what we're doing here at Brightline Eating because we all know that the slippery slope is very slippery when it comes to food and it leads to really bad places really quickly. So even if that's just the state of no man's land where you're just picking and kind of breaking your, your, your lines but it's not making your weight skyrocket, what happens is it erodes your integrity that you've so carefully built up around food and now you find you don't have it anymore. That's not what I want for you. I want you to feel like you have your integrity around food. That's what we, that's what we do here is we give people back integrity around food. So in order to keep that, you need to have a way of staying accountable and I just gave you six of them. So that's the weekly vlog and I'll see you next week.